and welcome to Lionhearted Marketing. This is a podcast for bold businesses who are ready to go from a slightly scattergun marketing approach to connecting everything they're doing to create joyful, repeatable customer journeys that build connection and consistently convert new clients. That's called a funnel, if you fancy. If you have that nagging feeling, you should have more of a grasp on your marketing, more of a plan, more of a system to support your pretty successful business, you're in the right place. This isn't about trying loads of new strategies. It's about taking what you've got and making the most of it. I'm Sophie, your host, self-confessed tea superfan, marketing strategist, and funnels, or joyful journeys, as I like to call them, demystifier. Join me every Tuesday for my lion-hearted approach to marketing to help you navigate those big moves, stay focused on your goals, and ultimately take your business to the next level. Let's jump into today's episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Lionhearted Marketing. Today I'm here with Kaylee and Kaylee is an independent brand specialist and design guru and she's on a mission to help go-getting female founders create personality filled brands and thriving businesses. From game-changing workshops to bespoke design packages and VIP days, Kaylee works her magic to help clients level up their branding game with confidence. She's all about creating powerful personality-led brands that are aligned to her clients' core values and vision in mind. And I should say as well, she did my branding. So if you've seen that, that launched in what June now. So I worked with her on that and absolutely loved working with her. So thought it would be a good idea to get her on the podcast podcast to talk about it. So welcome, Kaylee. Thank you. So nice to be here. I'm so excited for you to be here. Kaylee and I are, I mean, I would say almost best friends from afar. And (laughs) when I asked her to let me know what she wanted to talk about today on my form, she said the best gin flavors and top biscuits for dipping in tea. So if you're here for branding, you're in the wrong place. Absolutely. (laughs) It's all about which teas right now. Yeah, I mean, Kaylee and I are both tea fanatics, so you can imagine most of our conversations are all about that. So we are going to be talking branding today, but before we jump into that, Kaylee, go on, tell us a little bit about yourself. A little bit about me. Well, I'm Kaylee, and I'm a brand designer for female founders. I do like gin and tea, that is true, but I also like to make amazing brands which are generally for the more quirky a little bit like mm-hmm. TV, those with big personalities that just need to be shown off and I started this in lockdown like many many of us did with our businesses I was put on furlough and I had two kids at home which were driving me up the wall and I just needed to take that mum hat off and I needed to put a creative yeah. hat on to stop me from going a little bit crazy. And that was the beginning of my business and the rest is history, really. Year three now and doing, loving it, loving every second and wouldn't go back. Amazing. I didn't know you started in lockdown, actually. I did, we, I did. Were you, you were employed doing design work, were you, before? Yeah, yeah. I've been with agencies for uh... 15 years. London and Bristol and then yeah lockdown I was with an agency and I was put on furlough for a year which was nice when obviously starting your business because the money side of it didn't matter because I had all the time in the world I was getting paid you know a wage and so I could just work for whoever I wanted instead of anyone that kind of asked and I could kind of yeah just enjoy it a little bit more without that pressure of I need to find my next client right now kind of thing. That's incredible. And that is so, I think that's so amazing because it's really helped you be, I guess, fine. I'll start that again. 
I think that's so interesting because you have got such a clearly defined style and the type of people you work with. Like I knew straight away when I saw your Instagram and your website and everything that you were for me because you're so colorful, uh, exactly like I am. <laughs> and But I think sometimes it's hard, isn't it? With lots of things, and actually this is something that comes up for my clients sometimes, whether it's florists or cake makers or whatever. If you've got a style and a a way you want to work and the kind of clients you want to work with, but you need the money, it can be really hard to stick to exactly what you want to do, can't it? And then you end up just doing whatever pays, but it can actually make your portfolio a little bit sort of schizophrenic, can't it? It's just a little bit all over the place and clients can't get a real feel for what you do and what your kind of speciality is. So that's really amazing you had the opportunity to do that. Yeah, I was really lucky. And it was one of those things that if I don't take advantage of it now, then I'll be an idiot kind of thing. And yeah, I mean, it's not like I knew what I wanted to be as soon as I started. It does always take that bit of kind of try and give things a go and see what works and what doesn't work. But I did, I seem to attract similar people throughout. And it's not like I still don't attract sometimes people that I know I wouldn't do as good a job for, like people that don't want to really embrace who they are they still want to have that kind of very corporate blazer Mm. on and they're not ready to take it off to show their you know unique style and things like that and sometimes I find that quite hard but yeah I did uh, very early on for a lot of people work out who you know my target were which definitely helped grow faster yeah amazing so I thought what we will what we wanted to do today was kind of take you from end to end of when you might think about having branding done like the next level up maybe of your branding like at what point do people tend to have that done what are the trigger points when might it be a good time to think about it for your business then through the like the whole process because this to be honest was like a total mystery to me when I started working with Kaylee I had no idea what how I would kind of transfer anything that was in my head like to get like into her world so I thought we'd take you through like what that looks like the steps we went through the kind of things we explored and then how we sort of worked on the brand and evolved it from there. And then right through to like launching it and what that looked like and creating then, I guess, using the brand day to day. Because the actual sort of static branding, if you like, it's quite different than when you actually have to start using it and applying it to a website and social media and email marketing. So talking a little bit about that as well. So to kick us off, I thought we'd start with like, what are the main reasons people come to you and say like, right, I am ready to kind of look at my branding and work with you on it? Okay, well, the biggest one, and somebody I literally talked to this morning, was they were embarrassed by what they were creating, what they were, Mm. you know, what they were giving to their clients, whether it was like a proposal, whether it was a contract, whether it's just a social media post, they were embarrassed to put it out there to be seen. Um, And that's the biggest thing, like you need to be proud of what you're giving people, you need to really love it and feel that connection with it, like it's showing you off. Otherwise, you're not going to do it as much as you should be doing it. The second one is having that alignment with who you are as a business, but not just who you are right now, but where your business is going. If it doesn't reflect the growth and the direction that you intend to be making, then it's only going to hold you back. And especially if it's, you know, 
past you like if it's what you used to be like a year ago or three years ago which you know we change a lot especially at the beginning of our journeys you know creating these businesses the first one to three years can be really like evolutional we're transforming constantly by working out who we want to be what services we want to do what people we want to work with so that transformation is huge within the first three years so it's usually between three to five years where we get to that pivot where I find my clients are coming to me and they're like my brand does not reflect me it doesn't reflect what I do I don't like it you know I'm embarrassed Mm. by it people don't understand how good I am you know they need that kind of credibility and trust whereas if you've got a brand that doesn't align with who you are, then the trust is gone straight away before, you know, people have even clicked a button on your website. So that's usually yeah. where I find my clients coming from. Yeah, and I think mean, a lot of that really resonates with me as well. I th- I see it a lot as well when I'm looking at clients or just generally browsing, to be honest. What you often see is that the website has your sort of core branding on because it's quite a static often the website. You spend quite a lot of time, you know, creating it and it's sort of there. And then you go over to the social media and you see much more of that that evolution process, don't yes, you? Where absolutely. someone started, yeah, started with like the branding that's very similar to their website. But then over time, when you've just got like a logo and colours, it's quite hard often to make uh, an interesting grid or, you know, use the logo and colours in different interesting ways. Yeah. So people then start experimenting and thinking <laughs> this and doing that and adding different elements That's in. And, like the yeah. new shiny thing in Canva. Oh, that looks good. Ooh. I'm going to try that. And, then it, you know, people will see that and they'll be attracted to you. think it this looks like the person I want to work with then they go to your website and it looks completely different and it'll just break that client journey and and that trust they'll go wait is this the same person Mm -hmm. and like if they have that hesitation that's the difference between them booking with you and then getting distracted by something else yeah and looking for finding someone else I mean just personally I think my like light bulb moment was when I've talked about this on a previous podcast as well I had my my previous podcast which was growing pains and I decided I wanted to rebrand it and I was like right I'm going to rebrand it I'd chosen a name which wasn't this name by the way (laughs) I chose a name and decided that that's it right okay now what I need to do is just create some artwork for it like the front literally like the front cover thing and I sort of looked and I was like well okay I've got this sort of sort of sort of baseline design and some colors and a logo how the hell do I make it different to the last podcast cover because I don't I still want it to feel like it's part of my brand like I don't want it to look totally I just want to go and choose a load of different colors but also I need it to feel look and feel different so then I was like okay well actually what I don't have at all is I don't have this feeling of cohesion between what my services are, the name of my business, the names of my, like the name of my podcast. It just, just felt totally like disjointed. Every element was just like a bolt on, an add on. Like, oh, okay, you know, I've got my, I'm going to call my business, which was the social pod. And then I sort of had some services and then I'd created a podcast called Growing Pains, which was nothing to do with that. The services didn't have names or, and then I had a course called Bloom, which again was nothing really related to anything. So it just, (laughs) for me, and then, I'd kind of use the same font maybe for like the Bloom logo, but it was just literally Bloom written in that font because I just didn't, I didn't know how to evolve it because I didn't have a baseline. I just didn't, 
I couldn't work out how to yeah create the cohesion. So yeah, what started as a podcast cover ended up with <laughs> a full name change of the business, new podcast, new website, new services, new names. I mean, I just threw the whole baby out of the bucket. <laughs> go big or go home. Well, exactly. I mean, why not, right? If you're going to do it, do it well. And that's really what I like my aim was to achieve was that cohesion. So I changed my you know, business name to my name. And then I've got my, but the Lionhearted Marketing podcast, obviously then flows through all of my services. I also know like if I want to add a new service or I can, I know like I'm looking, like my other ones are called like Raw and Conquer and like they're all about pounce and leap. So they're all have that kind of feel to them. If I added a new one, I know what kind of name. Mm. I would be Follow the for. theme, isn't it? Follow and, the theme. Yeah, the and energy. Actually, yeah, exactly. And and I mean, gosh, creating social media posts isn't really an issue anymore because I have <laughs> insane amount of brand elements, which we will come on to later. But it has made it a lot simpler because I'm not, I, I'm not a designer. I always used to joke, like, I failed like art, GC- I didn't even do art GCSE, art, what's it, year nine sats, I'm sure. Like, <laughs> that was awful. I don't have a creative, like, artistic bone in my body. But so actually like when I was kind of designing Canva posts or you know like social media posts it was just torture because I either stuck to really regimented templates of other people's templates or Canva templates so that I knew it looked okay or if I tried to do something myself like outside of those boundaries it would just take me forever and be really stressful and and so time consuming isn't it when you're not sure what you're really gonna put together oh my god yeah and just yeah, you'll start feel like you're starting from scratch every time. Like, right, what am I going to do for this one? Whereas now I have this, you know, the brand guidelines, I have the brand elements, and actually it's just putting them together in a way that kind of then feels cohesive on the grid. But it feels like definitely a time pressure and and stress has been taken off because I just have, have it there. Mm-hmm. So I think as well, another thing for me is I'm pivoting. Like, you know, go like going from being a you know, oh, I run my own business or I'm a freelancer to actually I'm going to, I'm leveling up this business. I'm scaling this business and I want to step into more of that C- CEO mm. kind of feel. Like, is that something people talk about when they come to you as well? It's such a big part of it. It's that kind of moment when you realize, wow, I'm actually doing really well. I've got mm. clients coming out my ears they all love what I'm doing. I'm actually really good at this business. Like it's that feeling of kind of triumph and just confidence that you can make this, you know, business and work and work for exactly how you want it to be. And it is that kind of taking control of your business and therefore taking control of your brand and how people perceive you because that's what a brand is at the end of the day. It's what they think about, what they remember from where they're working with you or what they've heard about you from other people. And yeah, confidence is probably the biggest thing that my clients leave with, taking their their company to that next level and stepping out of that kind of mindset of, oh, it's just, you know, something I've done. It's a side hustle. It's a freelance kind of gig. It's just, you know, a small business. It's that moment where actually, you know, this... I've created this amazing thing and I am a CEO and I'm going to do great things and I can grow as big as I want. And it's, you know, it's really stepping into these new shoes and recognizing your potential and showing it off to the world. 
Yeah. Yeah, I totally, that totally, totally resonates with me. And I think as well, like that feeling of, okay, I'm ready to be more visible, but if I'm going to be more visible and I'm going to grow this business and even like just kind of coming back to clients that come to me who are doing ads, like, you know, saying, right, I'm going to go out and do ads. I'm going to bring a lot of people into my world. I'm going to grow my email list. I'm going to have more clients or I'm going to start a group program. I now know that I need to bring more people into my world. Having that confidence that bringing more people in are all going to see this new brand and these, it feels like you can convey so much more about who you are, what you offer, how you do it with that kind of cohesive brand than if someone just kind of lands on your page. It's like, oh, she does Facebook ads. Okay. Whereas now if someone lands on my page, it's like if they don't like bright colors, <laughs> I think that, you know, they're not going to be for me. Yeah, <laughs> I, absolutely. I like, if they're looking for someone that's, you know, an, an, an introvert who, you know, is uh, like really numbersy and analytical, mm. I, I am actually quite numbersy and analytical, but I'm much more about the connection and the and the personality and the yeah that feeling of like energy yeah that's what we were kind of aiming for with my brand wasn't it 100% and it's all about showing what makes you different and it's those Mm. different things that will make people choose you or choose somebody else if you're not the right fit so it's more it's you know just as much about putting off those people that you wouldn't enjoy working with as it is finding your people and attracting them as much as you can by showing off these you know quirky parts of you and the bits that you know do make you different and stand out that's that's what builds these connections and emotional responses yeah no absolutely so in terms of let's have a think then about so someone's come to you these are like these are really common reasons how do we how do you get that from them like what's this you know what's that kind of relationship or process or way you kind of work with clients that helps because I didn't come to you knowing that I wanted lions and it I mean I (laughs) came to you knowing I wanted it to be colorful but not the colors not not anything else really and I it wasn't even like oh I don't know how to tell her this it's like I don't even really know what that looks like I just know the kind of feel that I'm going for yeah but that's that's the thing I work from feelings and I don't know, it must be my magical gift, but I can turn feelings into something visual. That's how I work. And it is about the feel of the brand that I really want to kind of make perfect. But the main thing is to ask questions. People don't really ask themselves questions. We're very good at asking other people questions, but we don't ask ourselves maybe the the right questions. So the first thing I do when I meet a new client is to try to understand where their where their brand doesn't work and that's usually by asking them oh you know what do you intend to do with your business over the next like few years what do you find tricky when you try bring like elements together create marketing materials things like that you know what kind of person are you what set makes you different and then trying to you know, ask them, okay, so where's that reflected in your current brand? And, you know, really picking out where their brand is to where they are and getting them to recognise those differences. But then also, obviously, leading on, I send them a questionnaire, which, you know, has the usual kind of business-related typical questions like, what's your mission statement? What are your values? These kind of things, which as business owners, we've probably done one of these free online courses or something that makes us question ourselves with these questions. 
But then I like to throw in a few curveball questions, which gets you thinking more about the personality and the feeling of the brand, the story behind the brand, the kind of emotion side of the brand and what, yeah, what people are going to feel when they see it. Um, and you had some great quest answers to these questions. I loved this questionnaire. I was like, I mean, first of all, give me a bit of homework and a deadline. And I'm like, I'm I'm your girl. Like, I love a boundary. <laughs> and like, right, I've got to do my questionnaire. There's nothing more exciting to me than like, yes, right, I can answer questions. Because I, I don't feel like I'm very good at getting like what's in my head out I once someone once told me I'm clear but not concise and that <laughs> stayed with me maybe that's why I love a podcast because I can talk as much as I like but yeah that being able to then like having to distill it into words I think really mm. sorry onto like paper really makes you think about okay yeah what is it that I want to be known for what is it that you know and like the like you say like the value stuff and is stuff I kind of done before but yeah the questions you asked really made me sort of stop and think and some came really easily so let's give some examples because they are fun questions <laughs> like I love them what was one what was the cafe so one? where would your brand hang out this is not like oh well I'm always on LinkedIn or on my website I'm talking about if your brand was a place and a kind of experience what would it be like and I, I mean, I've got your answer here. Oh, go on, read out. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mid-morning. It would be a modern cafe with lots of space. I'm kind of seeing wood and more of an industrial feel rather than sleeping glossy. Splashes of colour, amazing cakes, yummy brunch and a buzzy feel. Which was such a good answer. You really get a feeling of what your brand needs to kind of have in it. And that's going to be like this warmth, this kind of, feeling comfortable, this feeling of, you know, like trust and just relax and, you know, things are being taken care of. You're in a nice place. It's a friendly place. It really, really gave a clear view of what your brand needed in it. And just like, did, was that easy to answer? Did that come quite easily, that one or not? Yeah, that one came really easily. Like mm. I... I loved that one. Like I can, and I can imagine, like I've never been to that place, but I can, <laughs> like, it's like a combination of my favorite things. Yeah. And I guess where I feel the most happy and comfortable, like food, drink around people in an environment, like you say, that's warm and comfortable and feels safe and, but also kind of fun and exciting. Well, yeah. You so, like yeah. add splashes of color, mm. you know, it's quite modern. And again, that's what your logo is. We, well, not logo, your brand, it had all these modern elements. It obviously had splashes of colour and it's super yummy and buzzy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that one. I found the the celebrity one and the what they wore harder. Mm. Well, you're, the one you wore wasn't too bad. I mean, I think you basically wrote what you I think it was my wardrobe. Wear, yeah. <laughs> Which was chunky knits, bright coloured trainers, wide leg trousers or bright print leggings, Alice bands, chunky colourful necklaces, simple plain basics paired with pops of colour. Which I took a lot from that, actually, for your Did brand. You? Yeah, I mean, that absolutely. is literally my wardrobe. Well, yeah, <laughs> like, you know, the, the print leggings and the chunky mm. colourful necklaces, it was all about the kind of accessories on top of something really grounded and strong. And the things that were strong in your brand are like these 
big blocks of colour and then the accessories are all these patterns and prints that we threw in there. So yeah, it was really clear like how we needed to layer up this brand and what kind of elements we needed to throw in to get this kind of style and you know and it is based a lot on what you wear because I've got these clients which you know they go to these really corporate places and but they don't go in a suit or anything they go in as they are and I think this is like a new thing it's like going you know wait how you feel comfortable go in your bright colored trousers your fluorescent yellow heels and you know and if that's if they've booked through your website which is colorful then they're not expecting someone to turn up in a you know blazer mm. and black and things like that and if you did they'd be like oh you're you're not what i booked and the other way around if you've got a black and blue website and then you turn up in these bright colors with this quirky kind of approach they'll be like well that i didn't book you i booked this you know plain boring person so yeah so it really helps me these questions which kind of give you a different perspective of what feelings and styling the brand needs within it yeah and I think it just took me a bit out of my own head as well mm. about like oh I have to tell her like what I want like to you know give you some direction of like what I want and it helped me just get like you took so much from that that I wasn't like consciously thinking about like yeah. I wasn't thinking like oh yeah core brand with then like you know patterns to accessorize so yeah I didn't realize how much you kind of got from that but it was nice just to sort of be like well actually yeah I want my brand like and also like when I have my like brand photo shoots like I want to be able to wear clothes that I would normally wear that look like me in those photos so that it fits with my brand it would be really odd if there was that real like disconnect between mm. like what I was wearing in branding shoots or what I had to buy for branding shoots yeah. that was not really me in real life so and then what was the other one the celebrity celebrity is there an actor or actress who would be perfect to play your brand and why mm. when you chose Reese Witherspoon which I think was a really good choice because she's what she's got the edge of bright warm and colorful but also she'd kick your ass <laughs> yeah I, I mean, I love Reese Witherspoon. Like, I have such a massive girl crush on her. And I think she is she's someone who is warm and friendly. Like, I feel like you would totally be wrapped up in her warmth and her friendliness. Yeah. And, like, yeah. I, assuming she is. <laughs> you know, in my mind, anyway. And But also, she's just incredibly smart. She's, and she's so got, clever. So clever. And she's got all of, you know, she runs all these different you know sorry she produces all these different series and stars mm. in them and has this her own production company and like and has these like female-led series that she creates I just think she's incredible so yeah, yeah I was like that's that I guess that's that balance between yes I want to cro come across as soft and warm and friendly yeah, but I don't um, want to come across as I still want to no, I should say I should still want to come across as an expert yeah and trust trusted that's incredible well. credible yes yeah because I yeah. think you can go too far one way can't you if like yeah it's all very well being friendly but like do you actually believe I can help you with what I'm saying I'm gonna help yeah you definitely amazing so we do all the questions we, we go into our inner psyches and then I mean this next bit was one of my favorite favorite jobs I've ever been tasked with doing tell everyone what it is <laughs> Pinterest it's where we get that kind of alignment between all these crazy answers you've just given me in the questionnaire 
and see if they actually match the type of imagery that you feel a good connection with. So I asked you to fill a Pinterest board full of images that inspired you, whether it was pattern, colour, font, style, just, you know, even if it was a pair of curtains and you loved the pattern on them, then you had to put it in. And you didn't, what I don't want people to do in this bit is to overthink it, like really like, oh, well, there's something about it like, but oh, actually, maybe not, maybe it's not me. Like, if you like it, pin it. And we will, like, even if you have a thousand pins, then we can't have too many because it really shows all the themes that kind of stick together um, and it makes the random ones a lot clearer. Like if you were just thinking about what colour you wanted your kitchen cabinets, then I'd be able to see that within, you know, the disjointedness of it. But it really brings together a good feeling and an emotion and, you know, the, the styling that you have a good connection with. Yeah. And I mean, permission to spend ages on Pinterest, just, I mean, literally just going down these different like wormholes. I was like, oh my <laughs> God, I'm going down. I went down a whole nail art uh, hole for, I think for a while. Then I went down, I definitely went down quite a lot of floral routes mm. and there's a lot of floral undertones in the brand as well, which we talked about a lot. Obviously there's like the animal print, but the animal print came through in so many different ways. It was quite a, I liked quite a lot of the mishmash of the pattern that came through a lot, didn't it? Like yeah. things like cushions or crockery and like all sorts of things that had contrasting patterns in them which is when we then had a call to go through the Pinterest board. It was like, I loved it because it was actually like, what do you like about this then? And you were really able to pick out those themes that I hadn't necessarily connected together. I was like, oh yeah, I do seem to like it when it's, when the patterns are clashing or they sort of overlap each other. And I don't really like the distinct, clear, separate patterns, which is like, evolved, like that kind of informed our whole brand, the whole brand, didn't it? Hundred percent, and I was literally—I was just going through my Pinterest trying to find your board, mm. and I couldn't find Sophie anywhere. And then I remembered that you'd already started your board before we started conversations, mm. and I found your board literally just then by seeing pattern, but broken up with like these strong colours. And I was yeah. like, "Oh, there it is!" Like, there it is. <laughs> And you're right that you you go through these different kind of wormholes, as you said, and there's like this botanical thing where you just got plants everywhere, which definitely led to that kind of tropical jungle element that we added yeah. to your brand. We've got all these kind of contrasting prints. There are those nail things, which is really random. But again, we could see the theme is this kind of pattern, but also a femininity side. Mm -hmm. There were quite a few pinks and kind of natural colours in there. And we, it was getting that balance between feminine, but not like too girly and, you know, candy floss everywhere. It, it was a really nice blend of kind of this dusty pink with kind of more exotic kind of greens and natural earthy elements. So there was so much that we took from this Pinterest board. How many pins did you do in the end? 211, which... It's a really good amount, actually. And I had someone the other day that only put four pins on, and I was like, what? Oh. 
No, <laughs> go back and do it again. I, know. I was like, I'm so disappointed in you, but you I was taken. Quite... <laughs> you haven't taken this seriously enough. No, but as you know, you'd be surprised at how many clients come to me and they've never touched Pinterest before. I'm like, who are you? Mm. And but you know what? I do love teaching them about Pinterest, and they leave with a new addiction. So everybody is happy. Exactly. Everyone's a winner. Amazing. And then from, and I think that point really as well, that we really talked about the, so I I kind of knew that I wanted animal print involved because I wear a lot of animal print. And, but it wasn't until that point really that we talked about the, the lion element of, I like the lion heart and that kind of that feeling of, because my brand values are bold and courageous and warm and expert and actually we I just felt I just always have felt real affinity to like lions and that I don't know and we kind of talked through that way of having that like the lion's mane but still it feeling feminine that Mm. was something as we evolved through to the concepts that came through quite strongly wasn't it? it's like how can it be a lion and still have all of that but not feel masculine yeah 100% and that was something that we kind of explored and it kind of transformed quite a bit. But we found that by adding kind of more feminine elements to it, like we added pattern and more botanical kind of themes, it gave it this feminine twist. And in that, that kind of unique thing, no one else has got a lion with a botanical mane to it. So it was, it it all came together really nicely. And I remember you telling me that, I think you were dreaming about it or something as well. You dreamt about this lion or something in one of our initial calls. And, oh, didn't something come out? You were having a conversation with somebody or something. And... I was like, oh, she really likes lions. Okay. <laughs> like, really likes lions. I mean, so, so I'm uh, a Leo anyway. So like the lion is obviously the Leo sign. And then there's this, yeah, there's a song called uh, Lionheart. Which came out in your questionnaire. <laughs> Which came up in the questionnaire and came out just before. And it's a re- it's not a song that I would normally, it's quite like dancey, but there's just something about it. I think it says something like fearless, like a lion heart or something. And I don't know. You know when something just really resonates mm. with you. And I think it was just stuck with me at the time. And I was like, and then we evolved it so each of my services now has its own colour lion. And also like the lines are in different positions, like one's lying down and one's sitting up. And so just that feeling of being able to create this cohesive brand mm. really then started to come together because it, and then and that's really what then inspired me to do more of the like naming and the words around this kind of lion element because it just seemed to really fit I was like well what am I going to call and I was really stuck on it for a really long time like what am I going to call my services um and it just I kept coming back to this feeling of like I just don't want it to feel like I can't have you know this amazing brand and then call it I don't know like ignite or something I didn't want to just come up with like a random name or even you know people have like the different levels of working with you, like the equivalent of like bronze, silver and gold. And I was trying to think of all these like different ways to kind of talk about that. And I, before I had my group program called Bloom and I was like, well, maybe I could do like play on the botanical side of it more. And then the more we sort of played around with the the lions and the print and everything, I was like, actually, do you know what? I think I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go all in on the, 
because the whole feel of the brand is that sort of energy of the lion mm. and energy of that the kind braveness, of braveness, the fearlessness. Yeah. And I think that's something that you pull through actually quite early on of this helping other business owners be fearless as well. Mm. Like that, you know, doing Facebook ads, especially, you know, initially or, or even when you're scaling and spending more money on them, like it can feel like a real leap and a real mm. kind of. And it's scary as well. Mm. And it takes a real brave step to invest that money into something that you don't really know much about or into somebody that you know will you know will do a good job but it's it's always just that unknown isn't it yeah exactly and I think that's what I wanted the brand to feel like this is for businesses that are ready to sort of take that make that move take that leap Mm. like have that brave big step so yeah and then so we got to the point we went through the different versions poor Kaylee all my feedback <laughs> like well I really like that bit but I want to combine it with that bit and I like that um so we got kind of to that point and then really it was this how do we now I knew at this point that I would need extra support to kind of translate that into my website and my social media because as I said earlier I have literally no creative thoughts <laughs> in my head so at this point I was like I'm really clear that I want you know, the service that you offer where you kind of then transition brands into real life. Mm. Because for me, that was really important. Like it's all very well having a branding guide and a document and stuff sitting on Canva, but I don't want to feel panicky about how that all comes together. So you helped me like create all of the launch material, all of like, you know, templates that I could then use and evolve over time. And I mean, for me, that was just so incredibly important. And maybe it's because I was launched like relaunching my whole business it felt like everything felt new I was like oh my god how you know do most of your clients have get your support to kind of make that transition or how do people go through that transition themselves I guess yeah I I think I have two types of client some are really creative and they kind of want to take that control of their brand so they want me to create all the kind of the groundwork, the kind of foundation of the brand with all the elements, but then they want to take control and, you know, see how they want it to work. But I, the majority of my clients are similar to you. They're very good once they've got that kind of structure in place, that template to kind of grow from and evolve from. Because I think, I think until you've worked with a brand designer, you don't, realize how many elements you can have to play with and the layers of a brand and how they can work together a lot of my clients that do try to create things themselves when it's all fresh and new like you know a new shiny toy they just want to put all their brand elements on one page like ta-da this is me and I'm like no 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 like we, ah! we, <laughs> yeah literally heart attack moment but we want to <laughs> we want to the idea of having so many brand elements is that your clients can kind of see these different layers of you throughout like 10 different touch points or whatever so they don't see it all instantly they you know we kind of introduce your brand with this logo and like the main colors and this font to get a really good like starting point of personalities and stuff and then we start to throw in a few extra layers like pattern to show off this like a quirky fun side or we start to introduce like illustration to represent 
you know, things that are important to you, your services, or, you know, that you love a cup of tea, that kind of thing, you know, and, you know, it, a brand is all about having a conversation with somebody and then learning more and more about you, the, the more they kind of see of you. Um, so it's not about throwing everything onto one page. It's about really stretching it out and milking it as much as you can, because the amount of content we have to make nowadays is ridiculous. So, yeah, it's, my clients that recognize this and recognize that you know when a having a brand kind of kit and having a template where the brand is actually brought to life are two really quite different things like making a brand work in practice where you know it needs to actually do its job is isn't as an easier transition as you would think and it does take some practice to get right and even now like when I create a brand and I create, you know, certain mock-ups to show you how it, it would work in certain instances, until I create like a PowerPoint or something, I don't necessarily know how exactly it's going to look until I've explored it and played with, played with it a bit. It's not like an instant transition. Yeah. Yeah, no, I and I'm still definitely kind of finding my feet with it and like testing out different types of posts and and how to also integrate more of like my like candid photos of me like you know as well as my brand photos in with the brand mm. as well and like that kind of to make it still feel like I'm there and I'm yeah. kind of you know present and there it's definitely just working out that different balance of, of posts and kind of what people respond to so mm. but no I had an amazing foundation to start from so Woo-hoo. yes Woo-hoo. <laughs> amazing well thank you so much that was so lovely to chat no through that problem. with you I hope everybody I hope I hope you all found that useful. Kaylee is on Instagram and LinkedIn, and I will put those links in the show notes. She also has a brand guide, which you can download from her website, and I will also put the link to that too. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Before you go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can receive new episodes every Tuesday when they're released. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to rate or leave a review wherever you're listening to it. It only takes a few seconds, but it really does make a massive difference to new people finding me. Thank you again for joining me, Sophie, in this episode of Lionhearted Marketing. See you next time.